Good morning, mama. Or maybe it's not morning for you. <laughs> Whatever time of day you're listening, I'm so excited you're here. Today, we're going to dive into anxiety. And I know for so many moms, I might even say most moms, even all moms, fear and anxiety is just feels like it's part of the game. It's part of being a parent. And I actually have some thoughts on that. So I would love to share some of those with you today. Today, we're going to kind of dig into what the root of your anxiety is so that you can understand better how to tackle it, how to take it down. It doesn't have to rule your life. Um, And then next episode, we're going to go a little bit more into fear. Before we get started, I just wanted to stop and say, hey, if you've been listening for a couple episodes, Morning Mama is your jam, you know you're one of my people, please take a moment and go leave a review on Apple Podcasts. This brings so much joy to my heart. As you know, I fight all kinds of lies in my head about you know, feeling inadequate all the time. And it's not your job to to handle that. That's my job. But when you leave those reviews, oh my gosh, it just is adding fuel to this truth that I need to ground myself in. So it just lights me up when I get to read what you think and how this is helping you. It really means the world to me. And not only that, but the more reviews that I get, the more visible my podcast gets. So the more mamas get to find this hope. And so I would just, it would mean so much to me. That's like the biggest way you can thank me. If you're loving all of this free content, the biggest way you can thank me is just to take a second, go leave a review, a five-star review, and then a written review as well. And I just thank you so much in advance for that. You are amazing. I would love to get to know you. Make sure you're in our group, Morning Mama Collective. Please come say hi. I can't wait to meet you. But for now, let's jump into our episode. Welcome to the Morning Mama podcast, where it is time to wake up to the life you were created for. Come join me on a journey to heal from your past, craft a healthy, joy-filled life, and discover the gifts and passions inside of you that the world needs. Hi, I'm Brittany, a former marriage and family therapist who is ready to help you grab hold of your courage, step out in faith, and discover that your life can become more than you ever dreamed possible. This is Morning Mama, a place for you to throw off all that has been holding you back and run into true freedom. Mama. So we are diving into the topic of anxiety today. And I know this is a hot topic in today's world as moms, all of the things. This is such a big part of what we can experience on a daily basis if we're not careful. So first, I just want to start off by saying though we're going to talk more about how to tackle this spiritually and mentally. This can be a physiological thing as well. You know, we've been talking about depression as well, and we are comprised of mind, body, and spirit. And so we have these three components to ourselves. And so there can be something happening in your brain, in your body that is contributing to this anxiety, that is making it overwhelming, that is causing it to be in the forefront of what you see and feel every day. And so regardless of the root, I I just want you to hear this and not feel any guilt or shame because you're struggling with this. We all have things that we can improve. We all have places to grow. And, And then sometimes our body is just sick. But with that, I do want to say that 
even if it's your body that is sick, I really believe there is a lot of power in using your mind and your spirit or or God's power to tackle this. It is really just like any other physical illness to me. So say you have cancer or diabetes, you know, you can take medication, you can go through, so cancer, for example, you can get chemotherapy and immunotherapy and all of the things, radiation, and those can help your cancer. But almost any doctor these days, not even just the holistic ones, is also going to talk about how to change your diet and how to have an anti-inflammatory diet and how to change things even in your mindset. You know, people talk about how you have to fight it in your mind too. And so just like any other physical illness, mental illness, anxiety, depression, whatever it is, also can be tackled through means besides just medication. That's why we go to therapy. That's why you know, some of these lifestyle changes can really help. And so medication can be a great tool if you're really struggling with anxiety. It can be a great way to kind of, you know, find the ground again, get your feet planted. But medication for anxiety isn't like an antibiotic. It's not going to go in and kill all of the anxiety. It's going to help you cope for a time. It kind of, you could relate it more to like ibuprofen. You know, you take ibuprofen when you have a headache and it takes the pain away for that day. It helps you get through that day. You can get to work. You can function normally. But if there's a bigger problem, if there, say, is a tumor in your brain, it's not going to take the tumor away. It's going to mask it until you can get some deeper treatment. Medication for anxiety is similar. It can mask it. It can help you cope and get through until you can find some more tools, some more help to really go in and tackle the anxiety. So today, we are going to go deep a little bit. We're going to go underneath the anxiety. And this is related to restoration theory that we've been talking about. And so if you go back and listen to those six episodes on restoration theory, I believe it's like 16 through 20, you know, that's really going to help you kind of uh, unpack this a little bit more, but we're going to break it down a little more simply today. So at the root of anxiety, it either can stem from a violation of trust, safety, or a violation of love or your identity. And if you go back to episode 15 or 16, I think it is, you will hear me talking through the lens of restoration theory. And you can go to my show notes and find a link to more information about that. It's an amazing theory. And there's tons of therapists waiting for you to call them if you want to dig deeper into therapy in this way. But at its core, it stems from a violation of one of these two things. These, this is where all of our wounds from childhood come from. It's either from a violation of love or safety. And anxiety can stem from either of those spaces. So today I'm mostly going to dig into what anxiety looks like from a violation of love. And next episode, I'll dig a little bit more into this fear component, this violation of safety, but we'll touch on it today. What it would look like if you were to have a violation of safety, and that is where your anxiety is stemming from. This is like, you know, I, I have both kinds. Um, and so this is for me, like when I am in my bed at night and I hear something in the house. Now this, this happens pretty frequently. I've, I go through seasons where I have it more under control and then there's seasons where it's just coming up so regularly. But I 
think I hear something in the house. And I make up all kinds of stories about what it is. And I'm convinced there is someone in the house. So I am feeling unsafe in that moment, right? This stems from some kind of violation of my safety or my trust from when I was a kid. Or it doesn't even have to be when I was a kid. I, you know, I'll talk next episode about, you know, getting mugged at gunpoint and what that did for me. And so that that could be the the root of it too. But I think this is one of the biggest ways that we can struggle as moms is this fear, this not believing our kids are safe or that something bad is going to happen to them and imagining all of the worst possibilities. So remember these violations create these uh, pain points in our brain and our brain tries to cope with that pain. Our brain can't distinguish between emotional and physical pain. And so it goes into fight or flight mode and it tries to cope. And so anxiety is one of the ways we cope with that pain. So for example, maybe let's say that my anxiety, this unsafety anxiety stems from the time I was mugged. So that created a, a pain point in my brain that I felt unsafe. And the way that my body coped with it after that was to get anxious. So the feeling would be unsafe. And then I get anxious from that. So now my brain is trying to protect me. That's the goal of it, even though it's not actually protecting me, but it it tries to protect me by getting anxious, by being worried, by being hyper alert so that it can try and watch out for danger. And again, we'll go much more in depth into this next episode, but now my brain wants me to worry. It thinks it needs to worry in order to stay safe. And my brain is trying to convince me that there are real threats all around me. But, you know, my brain has lumped so many things into this category of being unsafe. And so a creek in the night has always, for me, been just a creek you know, uh, our cats or the house or, you know, anything. And there has never been an actual threat. But still, every time that I hear that, I go to cope in that anxiety. So if that sounds like you, if you are always going to that worst case scenario with your kids or with yourself, you're worrying that your kids are going to fall and hurt themselves. You're worrying that they're going to you know, get hurt at school that, you know, maybe the COVID, maybe you're worried about what's going to happen to them with COVID. You know, there's so many things that we can worry about as moms. And so if this, this piece of unsafety is you, then I highly recommend tuning in next episode that so we can go a little bit more in depth into this, but just, you can start to recognize the root of this is that you feel unsafe. There is some violation of trust or safety in your past that has created this, this Uh, neural pathway. And this is now the way that you cope. Okay. And then the other side of this is a violation of love or identity. So I'll give you an example first of this. (laughs) Just last night, I was lying in bed and I was just thinking about all the ways that I had failed. I like just felt this come on. I felt it like start in the pit of my stomach and I felt my muscles tighten and even like my jaw tightened and my mind just started going over all of these ways that I wasn't good enough and that I had failed. And, you know, I, I had an episode that I recorded that I just felt like off about. And, you know, I usually don't, I record usually, and I I never listen to it again. I just, there it is. And, you know, it's (laughs) 
going to be good enough. And I just trust that God will use it. But you know, I felt so off about this episode that I went to listen to it. And usually when I've done that, it kind of eases all my fear. And I'm like, oh, okay, no, that was okay. I could, that was good. You know, not perfect, but good enough. And so I did that, but it actually, I listened and I was like, actually, I, I don't like this. I don't feel like, you know, this, this worked. I don't like some of the things I said. And so my mind just started going and going and feeling like, telling myself that I'm a failure and what am I doing? And people are never going to listen again. People are going to judge me. You know, do you relate to any of this? (laughs) It sounds so crazy saying it out loud, but our brains so easily can go down this route. And so I jump into anxiety, but this is stemming from this violation of love. It says something about my identity. So at some point in my life, you know, there was a violation of love, which is probably going to happen to all of us at some point because it's so, you know, easy to miss the mark with loving people. Like that's such a big task. And so I don't, I don't know what caused that to uh, form a neural pathway in my brain that now, you know, when I feel like I wasn't good enough, you know, who I am isn't good enough as is that I'm unloved as is that it, it causes me to go into anxiety. And so that's when I spiral in these thoughts and I get so deep and dark so quickly and I feel it in my body and I just, you know, want to hide and I want to give up and like, just, you know, the, the thoughts that go through my mind in those moments is like, I just want to hide under the bed and never come out. Like I want to go into the ground. Like, you know, even sometimes thoughts of like, I just want to die because then I can escape, you know, feeling like, so overwhelmed by the idea that people are judging me or that I'm not good enough. Isn't that so crazy? From one little thing that maybe no one will notice, maybe they will too, that's an option, but that's one episode. And I have heard so much feedback about other episodes that were so positive, but even if all of them sucked, it doesn't matter. Like I am putting myself out there and I am doing this and I am risking it all. And even if that's not enough, here's the thing. Even if I wasn't doing any of that, even if I was just sitting on the couch, God created me. He planned me out. He formed me. So I am enough. So you can kind of hear how, you know, I logic my way out of that. And sometimes, you know, I need to go down that path when I'm trying to get out of it. This instance, particularly, actually, God had given me a verse yesterday morning And it just gave me so much peace. And I hope that maybe it'll resonate with you too. So this is from Psalm 127, starting in verse two. It says, it is in vain that you rise up early and go late to rest, eating the bread of anxious toil, for he gives sleep to his beloved. So that that center part of it, eating the bread of anxious toil. Wow. For me, that that described it so perfectly, you know, and, and this other part, maybe it relates to you or maybe it doesn't, but you know, I was staying up so late. I'm in this program to try and just help, you know, work on some courses for the podcast and get the podcast more seen so that I can, you know, just build and grow. And so I've been staying up so late, you know, trying to get all these things done and trying to do it so perfectly. And then I had it had thrown off my mornings. And so then I was really tired in the morning and I was struggling to really have 
uh, quality time with God every morning, like I always do. And it was just throwing everything off. And here God is leaning in saying, like, what are you doing? Like you are doing this in vain. And the the first part of Psalm 127, the first verse, it, it goes into it more. It says, unless the Lord builds the house, those who build it labor in vain. Unless the Lord watches over the city, the watchman stays awake in vain. So I am here striving and trying so hard to do this out of my own strength. And God is saying like, what are you doing? You can do that all day if you want, but you're going to drive yourself crazy with anxiety. And it's, it's in vain because I'm the one that builds things. If, if you want it to serve its purpose, which is to bring people to God, you have to do it through me. There's no other option. And so maybe there's something in your life that you can relate to with this. Maybe it's work. Maybe it's something you're trying to start. And maybe it's just parenting. This comes up for me all the time in parenting too. I'm constantly worried about how I am being as a mom. Am, Am I being good enough? And, you know, I just talked about that a lot in the last episode, but I just think it's, I know it's such a big topic for moms. We are constantly worrying about if we're enough, if we're doing enough for our kids, if we're being enough. And God is saying, stop. Why are you biting into this bread again? This bread of anxious toil. Why are you choosing this? It is not for you, daughter. Like, this is not what I have for you. You just have to do it through me. It's, I mean, if we, you know, put our own parenting into this in verse one, so if we're rephrasing it, unless the Lord raises the child, those who raise the child will labor in vain, right? Unless the Lord watches over the child, the mom stays awake in vain. That is not your job as a mom. You don't have to worry about that. So I know you're probably thinking, okay, that's great. But you know, this is just so prevalent. I don't know how to just stop. And that is, you know, where this restoration theory really comes in, really digging into what is that core pain point, naming it, and then going through your four steps like we talked about. And really the core of all of that is just finding and grounding yourself in the truth. What is the truth? So if you know where your anxiety is coming from, is it coming from a place of feeling unsafe? You might need to rephrase that with a different word, but like that is its core. Or is it coming from a place of being unloved or some identity problem? Like, like you're not good enough because then you can have truth that is going to tackle one or the other. You know, your truth has to be directly aimed at that lie or it's that lie is just going to, you know, keep surviving. And so finding a verse like this that can ground you in the truth, figuring out what kind of verse you need. And for me, this grounded me. I just kept repeating to myself, stop eating the bread of anxious toil. I need to stop making myself sick with something that's not even my job. And it's funny because anxiety can feel so productive. You know, I'm worrying and striving to do all this well. And I feel like, gosh, you know, I'm really working to do a good job. I'm really, you know, being productive by thinking about every possibility of what I did wrong or what could go wrong so that it can prevent the bad things from happening or me from looking bad. But actually it does none of that. It just ends in more anxiety and it spirals more and more out of control. So if you are struggling with anxiety, I 
really recommend just taking a few minutes and trying to dig into which side of does your anxiety fall on. And maybe you're like me and you have both sides. You know, some of it stems from feeling unsafe. Some of it stems from uh, feeling unloved or, or not knowing your worth. And I encourage you to pray about, find a verse, find some words that really can tackle those lies so that when they come up, you can ground yourself in that truth, just like I did. And I just encourage you, stop picking up that bread. You don't need to eat the bread of anxious toil. It's not yours. It's not going to feed you. It's not going to give you nutrients. It's just going to suck the life out of you. And it is only God's work. He's going to build the house. We don't have to earn our love. We don't have to earn our worth. And he's going to watch over us. He's going to keep us safe. He is the one that keeps people safe. There's no point in worrying. There's no point in striving because God is the only one that has that power. So make sure if this is something that you are dealing with, you tune in next episode as we dive more into fear. But for today, I am praying that God just gives you the right words, gives you that truth that you need to cling to, gives you that verse that's going to help you ground yourself and get away from these lies. Believe in with you, mama. If you found hope and inspiration in today's episode, then hit subscribe. Make sure you don't miss a moment on this journey of healing. Want to help more mamas enter into the hope and freedom you have found? Please take a moment to leave a review. This helps so much to get Morning Mama seen so that more mamas can find this space. Lastly, please come say hi in our Facebook group, Morning Mama Collective. I would love to meet you and learn your story. Let me know where you're getting stuck in your healing journey so that you can help inspire more episodes. I am so grateful for you, Mama, and I cannot wait to see all that God has in store for you. Mama.